So good to be here, ladies. And um, I wanted, I was praying about, you know, what I could share with you that would, you know, bring encouragement. I know the theme of our summit is, um, you know, reaching our potential, right? And that's what we want for all of us, right, is to reach our potential. And, um, you know, the greatest decision I made, obviously, in my life was um, receiving Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and that was back in 1980. So, um at the age of 24, and here I am, um, and here I am, um, 41 years later, right? So we've been on a journey, you know, and when I first accepted Christ, you know, I didn't realize what that journey was going to be like, but this is one area I thought that might help you um, this morning, and that's about our choices and decisions that we make on the journey, because I really didn't know what it entailed. I, I said the sinner's prayer. They told me that I was saved and I was, um, you know, going to have eternal life in Jesus. And, you know, I learned about the cross, but, um, you know, the journey and the choices and decisions that we have to make. And as I started walking in Christ, all the choices and decisions I had to make drastically uh, changed my life. And so um, I want to give you one scripture that I'm going to open up with. Um, and that's in um, James 1, verses 2 through 8. And it's talking about trials and temptations. And it says, and we've, we've all heard this, if you've been saved a number of months or years, it says, Consider it pure joy, my sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind, and that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord their loyalty is divided between God and the world and unstable in everything they do. You know, uh, my daughter, she likes to run marathons. And so um, if you've ever run a marathon or you've been a runner or you've even seen it, you know, on TV, you know, you start out strong, you know. But um, something happens, you know, when you get to that 20-mile mark, right, right towards the end, you know, and... Um, and um, you know, I know that the journey that I've walked with the Lord, um, you know, you start out young and you start out strong, but then as time goes and as years go by, you start to slow down a little bit. You know, sometimes the weights get harder because you've gone through so much um, throughout the years, you know, and you feel like sometimes you're not going to make it. You feel like you just want to quit and you want to give up, Right. And, um, you know, I know that in 19, um, well, in 2014, I had a heart attack. And um, one of the things, um, you know, my doctor told me, he says, stay in your own lane. Because we had a planned trip to go to Hawaii. And um, I said, can I still go to Hawaii? And he said, no. He said, go to a nice dinner in San Diego or somewhere, you know. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and basically what he was telling me and he explained to me, he said, stay in your own lane. You know, stay in your lane. And, and, you know, we're all here. We're all different ages. We all have different roles, different occupations. Some are married. Some are single. Some are, 
um, you know, young people, right, that are dealing with um, college or school or uh, marriage or financial, whatever the situation. So we're all in different lanes, you know, and we're all running the same race, right? And so um, in this race that I've ran, um, you know, Christ has always been with me, and I have matured, you know, and um, that's what we want to do is grow um, and mature spiritually, right? And um, so that scripture is just like, um, you know, defining, you know, the race that we run, that we do have to run with perseverance. You know, we do need wisdom. Um, and, um, you know, how do we, um, how are we prepared, you know, for, for the seasons of life that we're going through? Yes, I'm in a different season than when I started, and it's such a blessing to be able to um, have you in um, my lane next to me, right? And as we encourage and we pray for each other, and, um, you know, we um, have now learned to personalize the Word of God, right, and apply it to us. That's what I've always done. I have my sister Mary here that um, for many years we've served um, God together, you know, and she likes to send me emails and texts, you know, uh, encouraging me through the Word of God. But through that, through her devotional reading, what I love about you, Sister Mary, is um, how she personalizes the Word of God. And she's saying, me, and yes, Lord, and I will, and I'll be obedient, and, you know, and the love, you know, and, um, and I love that. And that's something that, you know, we all need to do, right, so that we have that relationship. I didn't know that at the beginning, you know. I knew it, it wasn't religion, and I knew that it was a relationship, but I didn't know what that relationship until I started walking, you know, with, with God, right? Um, Psalms 38.2 says God will instruct us on where we need to go and what we need to do, right? And then Philippians 14, we know that scripture, I can do all things through him, right? Who strengthens and empowers us to fulfill his purpose, right? Uh, you know, and so if you're broken, you know, I know I came in broken, you know, a marriage on the brink of divorce. Uh, I ended up having four children, so that was a journey. That, you know, that is not easy, right? I was just talking to another sister here, and um, she's coming back to Norwalk, and she wants to do the right thing. She came to our learning center, you know, on fire for God, and I said, go back to that place. Go back to that place where you first started, when you started running that race. You know, make the right decision. She goes, I'm making the right decision. So I put in my kids in the learning center, and I said, praise God, I'm in the school here. You know, our learning center has gone way, way past 27 years. When Norwalk started, that's when I started. It's a race. It's enduring, right? And um, we're still, every year I say, God, it's you. You're going to provide it. You're going to provide the workers, the monitors, the supervisors, right? You're going to open doors for a building. You know, with this pandemic, a lot of things shut down, right? And um, God came through two weeks right before the pandemic started, you know, and he opened the doors for a separate location for our, our learning center, you know. And I followed the pattern. I've stayed in my own lane. But God is the one that has endured and strengthened me. He's given me wisdom, maturity, um, through choices and decisions that we've made, right? Um, you know, uh, when I first, um, you know, um, started pioneering with my husband, you know, in Azusa, uh, I would hide behind his faith, 
you know, because he radically got saved. God instantly delivered him from alcohol and bondages, and he did a miracle in his life. And so I hid behind that. And that was my, my uh, you know, guidance, you know. But as I continue serving God, and this is what I want to share with you, you have to find your own relationship with the Lord. You can't, be hide, you can't hide behind anybody. You can't do what other people do or what other people say. You know, you go directly to the Word of God and you personalize it and you share it with others and you encourage others, you know. If I could say, what's your gift? What's your strong point? You know how when you go for a job interview, that's what they ask you, right? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? My strength is encouraging. I love to encourage women, and God has also given me a love for people. I'm a people person. I'd rather sit in the crowd than, you know, be behind the pulpit, you know. But, but um, you know, and, uh, but, but I love to testify because I love people and because I love to encourage. And because I've been serving God for so long, you know, I've gone through, um, it's like you have two vases, right? And, and, and the way you stay fresh is you pour into that one, then you pour into that one. That's through trials and battles. That's through the trials and battles that you go through that, you know, you've got to stay fresh. You can't get stagnant because if you just leave it sitting there, then all the uh, residence you know, sediments, whatever the word is, um, settles, right? And that's where we become comfortable, you know, and, um, you know, we're not uh, activated in our faith and, you know, we're not motivated and we're not really doing anything. So we've got to press, you know, and this is where, you know, we gain our strength you know, um, through things that we go through, right? Because have you ever been to the Valley of Dry Bones, you know, where you just, you know, I remember one time I was so busy in the church, you know, just starting, so busy that, you know, I started going through like, man, I couldn't cry. You know, I, had, I had, didn't have the same emotions. And I was saying, man, I'm not sinning. What is it? But, you know, I got caught up in the busyness, right, of um, ministry. And... Um, and I was losing my intimacy with Christ, you know, and, and I needed to go back. And I remember a man of God uh, at, at an altar call. It's always at the altar for me. But he said, I don't know why, but he pointed me out. He goes, but God wants you to know that he loves you. And I just broke. And that was it. That was my healing right there. He just says that he, that he loves you, you know. And I just said, oh, God, it's you. It's all about you. Put my, I need to put my trust in you more. I need to depend on you more and, and your words because when we depend on our self-sufficiencies, right, you know that's not going to work, right? And so that's what God wants you to know, to have that intimacy with Christ, to personalize his word for you um, so that you could feel the presence of God, you know. And, and, and then when you're on Praise Mountain, you know, you think that you're going to be on Praise Mountain forever. And, you know, you know what happens with that, right? You slide down and, you know, the storms come and trials and tribulations. And then you think, you know, you know how do I get out of this, right? So, um, um, yeah, so that scripture is what I wanted to open up with. But, you know, um, you know, I did want to personalize it with you. I did want to feel like, you know, if you're married or, you know, you're struggling or you're having financial difficulties or, or you're sick in body, you know. Um, you know, um, God did a miracle healing, um, you know, not just outward, and he did outward. I mean, I think we just need to gather one day and um, 
just share stories because, you know, we all have powerful stories that we want to share and be able to testify of the power of God, you know, and the victories that we've gone through, right? And, you know, together even more so. I, I could tell you story after story, right? 41 years, that's a long time, right, that I've been serving God. He's done miracle after miracle, outward healing, inner healing, right? So vital, so vital. Those inner healings take place in your life, right? And, um, you know, how God just does that healing, you know, for you and helps you in all those areas. Um, You know, now that I'm 65, that's my age, I'm 65, but you know what? Uh, But, you know, I just count it a privilege, you know, to be able to pass down uh, my wisdom, my knowledge, my strength, my mistakes, you know, my choices that, you know, I've made, the decisions that I've made to continue on to continue on to others, you know, passing it down. I'm so excited for Sister Christine and, you know, all the, um, uh, you know, all the love that she has, you know, for people. And, and, you know, we're molding each other. You know, we're molding each other through everything that we go through. We learn from each other, you know, what you go through, what I go through. And, and through it all, God purges us, Right. And our hearts start changing, right? And the love that we have, right? Because it's not so easy to always love. You know, a lot of times, you know, that bitterness wants to come in or that jealousy or that envy or that anger or that hurt and all those emotions that, you know, we have to deal with every day. Um, you know, God wants to help us with all that and, and to have that intimacy relation. Now I know what it is to have an intimate relationship with Christ. You know, um, and, you know, that's what he wants for all of us. And, and we have, you know, you know, the Bible, you know, Holy Bible. This is the eighth curriculum, you know, a 50th anniversary Bible that I have here. Yeah, so see, I'm always promoting God, right, you know, wherever I go, because that's, that's what sustained me through these years. That's what sustained me, my own intimate relationship with God. And uh, so it doesn't matter, you know, what stage you're in. You know, if you're just starting out, um, you know, um, because there's consequences for everything that we make. Whatever decision we make, there's consequences, right? And we have no control of that. It just happens, you know. So um, we want to make the right decisions because we know what it is to make wrong decisions, right? And so um, should I move? Should I take this job? Should I... um, you know, uh, who should I marry or should I marry now or should I wait or, you know, a lot, a lot of decisions that are making every day for all, all of us, right? That's something that we all deal with and God wants to help with that. With that. And um, so concentrate on what you're going through right now. You know, ask and pray when you go home. Ask God what it is that he wants to help you with, you know. And then search the scriptures, you know, uh, this fellowship you know, is my home, right? I come here and I just feel so comfortable and I have so many friends, you know, and I'm building new friends, new relationships because new people are coming, you know, and, um, you know, I love being a grandmother. You know, that's the stage that I'm at. I met a grandmother. You know, I have 10 grandchildren and, um, and, uh, and that's a blessing, you know, but it isn't a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, right? And, um, you know, there's always somebody having a birthday. Always, always, you know, uh, something. No, no, 
do you take me shopping for the ass? No, I don't take you shopping for your birthday. You know, and uh, just loving on them, right? Just loving on them like we're loving on each other. And, you know, we love the Lord, you know, and seek Him with all our heart, you know, so that, you know, when He gives us that strength and endurance that we need to endure the race, make the right choices, you know. Um, you know, we have headship, you know, Sister Nancy and I talking all the time, you know, and... Uh, She's like my, uh, she's like my hero in my book of um, Hebrews, you know, and um, you know, and I just constantly look up to her, you know, for guidance and prayer and support, and um, so, um, so we want our choices to draw us closer to God. So that's what we want, you know. Like I said, when I first got saved, you know, um, I didn't really know what the pathway, what the pathway was, you know, what my lane was, um, you know, what the Word of God even said. And so through uh, prayer and supplication, through an intercessory prayer, right, uh, you know, and, you know, we've all, all gone through different battles. We've all gone through different battles and, you know, reaching our potential, you know, that's what's going to take to continue that fight, you know, continue that fight and that God would set us free, right, through whatever decisions that we need in our lives. Uh, to put God first, it says Matthew 6:33 and 34, what you should want most is God's kingdom and doing what he wants you to do. Then he will give you all these other things that you need, right? So don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Tomorrow will have its own worries. And it says that when we're far away from God, then we start pulling away from the things of God. And then our priorities change, right? And we wander from what once kept our hearts full of love and pure of thought. So that's what we have to ask ourselves, what you want most in life, right? Um, where is God in decisions and choices that you're making? Hebrews 10:38 and 39 says, And but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Exactly what we want. Coming into the house of God, I learn commitment, right? I learn to be faithful. You know, I learn to, um, you know, love the Lord with all of my heart. You know, and even when I had a heart attack, my daughter was saying, "Oh, can you give her a new heart?" I don't want a new heart. God gave me this heart. Ah, this is the heart of God. This is the heart of God. You know what? And I want to serve God, and I want to be. <laughs> I want to be strong, not for me, but for others, right? Because I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I've already, you know, made my amends with the Lord, and, and I said, you know, get me right. I want to be right, but I want to be here for others. And, you know, that's why I continue to serve God, you know, and God is doing great things in the city of Azusa. You know, people are coming, you know, people just like me, you know, and I know one of the prophecies over my life was, again, at the altar, was that um, you've gone through a really, really hard childhood, and he, and he says, but the reason why you went through that is because it was right before we we're going to be sent out to Azusa. He says, because that's, there's going to be women that are going to be going through the exact same thing you did through, and you're going to be there for them. I had another prophecy of her in my life, and she said, you can't be sick. She prayed for me, you know, and she says, you can't be sick because God's going to bring sick people to you, to your church. So... We can't, we can't be sick. We can't be, we, we can't be weak and we can't be weary. We have to be strong in our words, strong in our faith, strong in our walk, you know, what, so that we could help others, right? 
Because, you know, if we lean onto our own, you know, you know, all that does, it just makes us weak. And, you know, like I said, and we just want to quit, right? Or we just want to run. And that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to be strong in his word. And, um, you know, I used to just walk around and say, hi, my name is Cindy, what's your name? You know, it sounds so, so childish, right? But, you know, that's what humility, that's what humility is. And, and um, that's, how you, that's how you build relationships, right? And that's what we need more than ever, to build relationships with one another. Don't let the devil lie to you, because you'll hear things from people. You know, you'll hear things, you know, and um, those are the lies of the enemy, right? Because I stand before you. Uh, you know, my walk is a living testimony, right? You know, and um, look, look where I'm going, and let's go there together, right, as a body, because that's what we are. All together, we're a body. We're a body of Christ, and God's going to guide us into his perfect will, right? Yeah, and so I'm always praying for you, you know. I mean, I, we deal with the same thing in a smaller dimension, but we're still all dealing with the same thing together, right? You know, so, um, you know, I just wanted just to encourage you. Uh, it says, Acts 20, 24, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work Assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others about the wonderful grace of God. Amen. Seeking the saved and lost and being there for one another in love. Right? And um, so, you know, I just want to just thank you just for letting me um, come up and share. And I pray that, you know, you make good decisions, right choices. You know, go to your headship, go to the leaders, go to people that have run that race, you know, years before, and just ask for prayer and ask for direction, and they'll be more than willing, you know, to help you in your walk and pray for you, 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 all of you. God bless you all. Thank you, Sister Cindy. We appreciate your word. She truly has a heart of God. Love her. Uh, this morning, God, what God had impressed on my heart to speak with you all about is that you are stronger than you know, and that's my title. Um, you're stronger than you know. I'm going to start with um, this scripture, and it says in Psalms um, 121, verse 1 and 2, it says, I lift my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? And it says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heaven and the earth. I wanted to share with you that um, I want to prove to you guys that you're stronger than you know. I worked, I've been working at the school for 16 years here uh, at New Harvest School, and during this time I've been able to see that a lot of the times kids don't know what they're capable of. You know, you, kids will sit in front of you and, and, and they don't know how smart they are. They don't know um, their full potential. But for me as a supervisor, I'm often able to see it. And, and I can, like, own, like, hone in on what they're good at because I see it in them. And a lot of the times they may not see it. You know, even my own children, you know, I'll say, you can do it. I can't do it in their schoolwork. You can do it. I've seen your test scores. <laughs> you're smart. Like, you're fine. You can do it. 
and, and even with my students, you know, I, I will find what they're good at, and God just given that in me, like where I can look at a student, even a student who struggles, even a student who has a hard time, I can look at them and say, they're really good at this. And then I make it my job to push them. And I'll say, you can do it. I know what you're capable of. I saw how fast you worked last time. I saw how fast you did this. I know you can do it because I've seen you do it before. So I look at them for when they're at their best, and I always push for that because I know you can do it. I've watched you. I see you. I know how smart you are. I listen to them when they talk. I listen to the kids when they talk, and I'll listen to them, and, and I'll listen to their heart. When they're talking, you're, you're listening to their heart, and, and I'll get to know them a little bit. You know, the, the music they listen to, what they like to do, what they, what they don't like to do. You know, I'll listen to it, and I'm learning them, and I push them to be their best. I don't want it for me. I want it for them. And what I'm doing in their life is I'm telling them, you can, you can. This is what I see in you. And oftentimes, we don't know what we can do. You know, we don't see, we don't see what's in us. A lot of times I'll go through things, and in the middle of it, I'm like, what am I going to do, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? There's this movie, and the girl's like, like, what am I going to do? She's, like, freaking out. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And her husband's like, calm down, calm down. We're going to be fine. And when she calms down, he's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> and a lot of times we're like that in situations. And we're like, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to do this? Like, how is this going to work out? You know, how am I going to get past this? And, and, and in that, you know, I remember talking to someone very, very wise, and I said, what do you do when you don't know what to do? <laughs> like, you just don't know what to do. Like, maybe you feel hopeless. Maybe you feel discouraged. And you know what he told me? He said, you just keep serving. And honestly, honestly, like, that has helped me in so many seasons of my life. Because a lot of times we can be discouraged and, and we can be, um, go through things. And, 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 and when we're in the middle of those things, you know, we, we don't realize that God's got our back. You know, in those moments where I'm like, what's going on? How am I going to do this? Or, 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 you know, I'm in that little panic like I was telling you, like that movie. I mean, two weeks later I'm like, oh, I got through that. <laughs> Like, that was God. He was working it all out. I look at my life, and um, I'm 40 years old, and it's funny because the church looks at me like I'm 15 still. <laughs> like everybody. I'm 40 years old, and uh, I look back at my life. You know, I've been in the church since I was three years old. Imagine that, this church. And I look back at, my mom said two, since I was two. <laughs> I'll change my story, too. I look back at my life and all those years, like all those years, like, and, and there were so many of those moments, like, what are we going to do? At, at, literally, at eight years old, at 12 years old, at 15, at 
20 or 21 in East Long Beach Church, you know, here, you know, I've had, and I've watched God carry me because I never stopped. I just kept going. I just kept going. Something happens in you. There's character that's built when you push yourself through a hard time. And, and let me tell you something, like, it's not just you pushing yourself. God pushing you. Like, you can do this, daughter. You can do this. And something's been instilled in you. Something's been made in you. And at the end of it, you're stronger. I wasn't the girl that I was five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. I'm not because I kept going in the middle of trials and God made me stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. You have God with you, and God is with you, and he's with you, and he's carrying you, and he's fighting your battles. He's with you. Know that um, in Proverbs 31:25 it says, She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Remember that your strength comes from the Lord. You don't do all that you do because you're able to do it. Because how come I can do something someone else can't do? Because this is the way God made me. Your abilities come from God. It's not your given thing. God made you. He created you. So when you feel weak, you say, God, I need you. I need your strength. Your strength comes from God. Sure, you can say I'm a strong woman of God, but you're that because of God. Because he's carried you. It's the Lord that enables us to do what we do. It's Him who has made us to overcome and to accomplish. He's made you and He knows what you can do through Him. Only you can do. Each and every one of you in here that I look at, each and every one of you, there's something that only you can do. Something that you can do that I cannot do. And God knows what that is in you. He knows your potential. Just like I look in my students and I say, he's really good at math, or she's really good at dancing, or she's really good at getting everybody involved. When I look at them and I know that, God sees that in you. I see that in my individual students, and they're all so different. And you are all so different. And God knows what you can do through him because it's God who gives you the ability. But do you know your strength? Do you know how strong you are? Or do you walk around year after year? You shouldn't be the same five years, 10 years, 20, 25, 30. You should not be the same. Something should be taking place in your life because character was built in each of those hard times. And, and know that God in you, you're strong because God's in you. I remember I gave my life to God when I was probably like, the, probably when I was in church, the youngest age, because that's just who I am, I probably said a prayer. But I always tell people I got saved when I was 15 years old because I actually surrendered my life to God. And 
I gave my life to God as a little kid, and things happened in my life that really shook me. And I started to, like, wander in my walk with the Lord. But I watched, when I look back now, I've seen God in my life during those years that I wasn't serving Him. And He was directing my steps because as a little girl, I asked Jesus into my heart, and He never left me. Sometimes you might think you feel alone or you are alone, but you're not. You you look back years later and look back at that day, and that's what helps me realize in this moment I wasn't alone. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, because I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Joshua 1.9 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isaiah 12.2 says, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. The Lord is my strength, my song. He has become my salvation. When you stop realizing that your strength is not just you and all you can do, because when you rely on yourself and your ability and your capability, you say, I can't. Guess what? Half of the things that I do, I think I can't. (laughs) Half of the things I'm asked to do, I think I can't. But I just do them, and God tells me, shows me that I can and when you just look at your abilities, oftentimes you think, I can or you won't or you, you're not a, you don't have the ability, but it's God in you. And, and my purpose of today's message was, um, is you fighting through a hard time? And I wanted to share, in the middle of a fight, remember that God's promises come through faith and persistence. Daniel 10.12 says, as a result of Daniel's words, An angel said, Do not fear, Daniel, for the first that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I've come because of your words. And in verse um, 13 it says, The prince of the king of Persia withstood me 21 days. But Daniel stood firm in his faith and in his confession. If you read Daniel 9 and you read Daniel 10, if you read the whole chapter of Daniel, Daniel stood firm and he was persistent. And, and an angel appeared before him. You know why an angel appeared before him? Because he was fasting and he was praying. If you read Daniel, he was fasting and he was praying. Something powerful happens when you fast. My husband did a message, and I believe many um, preachers have done a message, but some things can only be broken through a fast. And something powerful happened. Daniel saw an angel appeared before him. Gideon, I was reading Gideon, and he fasted and he prayed. And, and, And in the Bible you watch, and when there's a lot of prayer that goes into it, you'll see that a word comes from the Lord. But he was persistent. Um, he was persistent and stand firm in his faith and in his confession. Remember that your words mean so much. What are you speaking over your situation? 
a lot of times we say words that we we're surrounded by so many people and we pick up their language. I remember um, being having a um, friend and she would say hate and it's a really, my mom didn't let us say hate in the house. Like that's a really strong word. I remember learning that as a little girl. And I remember it was like, I hate oranges, or I hate, like, when I was around her. And I started to be like, I hate blue, and I hate, like, and I don't even talk like that. I wasn't raised like that. And a lot of time we pick up people's language. We say things so carelessly. And we think that they don't, over our life, over our marriage, over our children, over our friends, over our church, over our ministry, we'll say things so carelessly, not realizing the weight of our words. Daniel stood firm in his faith. Start speaking positive. You watch that slang that you have. Even me, I texted someone yesterday, I said, I died when I had to walk out. I did not die. I need to stop talking like that. Do you get what I'm saying? We pick up people's words and we're speaking that over our lives. But Daniel stood firm in his faith and his profession, in his profession of who God was. And we, we got to walk around. You know, there's so many needs that we have. I don't believe that there's anyone that's here that does not have a need. We need our families saved. We need healing. We need so much to take place in our ministries, in our churches, in our teenagers, in our children. We need this to happen. Well, we need to stand firm. We need to stand firm in prayer, and we need to speak those words, those positive words of life. We're the life into our families, into our children, into, into, into our situations, our marriages. If you're single, into your single life. Don't say, I'm going to be alone forever. Don't say those kind of words. Don't speak those words. Don't say, I pick losers. Don't say stuff like that. I hear a lot of girls say there's not a lot of guys in the church. Yes, there are. Pray them in. <laughs> you keep saying that, none of them are going to come. <laughs> we have many godly single men coming in the church in Jesus' name. <laughs> It's our words, though. You get what I'm saying? Just be careful and, and stand, stand firm. Stand firm in your faith and your profession. Something happens when you just stand firm and you fight. and you be, Something beautiful happens. I'm not telling you that in the middle of a struggle it's not hard. I can't tell you how many things my heart has been like. That was a tough one, like a real tough one after something happened. But something beautiful happens from from perseverance. I went to a wedding a couple of weeks ago, and I had um, I sat there, you know, with people who imparted into my life were at my table. You know, I had Marty Cisneros and Sarah and um, Mrs. Blue and Pastor Reggie and 
and I was just looking around at everybody. Like I was just looking around and I had this epiphany <laughs> or this revelation. Like, thank God I never gave up. Like, thank God I've, I've literally grown up with these people. I'm 40 years old. I saw them when they were 40. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's beautiful. How many people have that many people in their lives for that long? I have neighbors. I know people in cities. I know people who are in college. And they try to get in things because they need a community of people. Seriously, because they need a community of people. They just know their family. They graduated high school, and, and they don't know what to do anymore. I don't, I've never felt like that. And, and it's sometimes we take um, each other for granted. You know, we, we, we look around and we take each other for granted. We get caught up in the fight of things. We're all in it together. We're going to one place and we have one vision to reach souls. And that's what it's about. Be careful with your words and walk in unity. You know, in your in your fight, you know, walk in unity. Know that God has got your back. What I saw when I was at, I just drove home. When I was at that wedding, I drove home. And I just had this beautiful feeling that I would not have felt. Like, man, all these lovely people I was surrounded with that I love. Like, I love all these people, you know, all these people, you know, that, that I get to be a part of their life and they were a part of mine. I would not have experienced that, you know, and, and, and this is the thing, you know, you just keep fighting, you know, fight for your children. I was a child in church, you know, I was that, fight for your children, you know, what God has for them is great. What God has for them is good. You speak life not into just your kids, but other people's kids. Watch our words. Watch our words over your kids and other people's kids. You see the best in them. And if you have a hard time seeing the best in people, then you say, God, help me to see the best in that person. Help me to see the best in that other person. And I promise God will help you. During your struggle, give God your best. Give God your best ear and give God your heart. In your struggle, give Him your ear. You know, we used to sing this song in Missionettes, and it's, I am a promise, I am a possibility, I am a promise, with a capital P, Okay. And it says, I'm a great big bundle of potentiality. And what it says, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hear God's voice, and I'm trying to make the right choice. And she spoke about making the right choices. And I was like, man, that goes right along with that song that we used to sing in Missionettes. But you need to hear God's voice in your life. In your struggle, give God your best. You get on your knees and all the things that weigh you down in your struggle, you give them to God and you leave them there. Give them to God and leave them there. I used to read this card a long time ago and it said, um, 
I gave my problems to God, but he told me I picked them back up or something. It's a, it's a nicer saying, but something like that. Leave your problems there and look to see what comes to the Lord with all you do. You just keep serving. You give your best. You give your best in prayer. You give your best in reading. You give your best in hearing the voice of God. If you really tune out everything else during the day, just for one day you will realize how much God speaks to you. A lot of the times God would speak to me and say, um, put someone on my heart and I won't message them and then something happens, I'm like, God was telling me to message them and I didn't and now that I didn't, I wish that I did. Um, God does that with you. Now, when God puts someone on my heart, that moment I text them <laughs> or I'll call them because there's too many times where it's happened and I didn't realize God was speaking to me and I didn't reach out. And, and do that. Sometimes don't stop serving. Sometimes it's just best, like in your struggle, to do something for somebody else. Like something happens when you look beyond yourself, you know. And, and honestly, a lot of times we gotta when we're going through things, we gotta look past ourselves. And there's a whole bigger picture going on. If I give up, if I shut down, if I back down, if I do, how many people are gonna be affected? And if you do, how many people are going to be affected? Where the enemy wants you to stay and to be is discouraged. So you just keep going. When you help somebody else, something happens in your life. Just keep fighting. Be purpose. Be determined that you will not give up. You will not slow down. You will not shut down or stop because your confidence is in Jesus and you trust him. And then I'm going to end with this, dance in the rain. <laughs> you can have joy when you're going through things, and you can dance in the rain, as people say. You can do that when you truly trust God. When you truly trust God, you can say, yeah, this is going on. But if it's true that God works all things for the good, somehow <laughs> he's going to. And I've served God long enough to know that that somehow actually does happen. I don't know how he does it, but he surely does. He, he's faithful to his word, and you can dance in the rain. You can have joy. You can choose joy. You can carry joy. You can have it, but you have to make a conscious choice. Sure, I'm struggling right now. Sure, I'm going through this, but I'm going to serve. I'm going to give God my best ear. I'm going to give him my heart. I'm going to do for others. Someone who needs, I'm going to do for them right now. I'm going to reach out to others. And I'm going to choose joy. You are stronger than you know. I see it in kids. I see it in people. Well, guess what? God sees even more than I do. If I think you're something, well, God sees a hundred more things than you. And you're stronger than you know. Um, God bless you all.